Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Apartment Podcast. My name is Carly Spradlin. Today, we're discussing Jack Johnson and his song, My Mind is for Sale, and comparing it to some other things. With me, I have my roommate, Allie Nazy. Allie, thank you for coming out of your bedroom into our kitchen to record this with me. Thank you so much. You know, I'm super happy to be here. I, you know, put aside swiping on Tinder and looking at TikToks to be here. So. Oh, great, great. Yes. Thank you. What a sacrifice. Um, so, what do you know about Jack Johnson? Gonna be honest, Carly, I don't know much about him. Um, I've heard a few of his songs that you've played for me. I know it's a big song in your house. Uh, your parents danced to one of his songs at their wedding, so... Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Well, I wanted Allie to be here because I am a huge Jack Johnson fan, and I feel like it just would be so completely biased if you weren't here. Uh, I love Jack Johnson. In 2017, I went to his concert and he had me in the first minute when he started talking about why at his concerts, no single use plastics are sold. He's just, oh my gosh, he's just the coolest guy ever, I think. That sounds really interesting. He's just, he's very chill and awesome. So, what I'm talking about today is his song, My Mind is for Sale. I've grown up listening to all his music with my parents, you know, like, making banana pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard that one. Yeah, that's a classic. Too. And like, yeah, all those songs. And so it's really like, his music is just special to me and it makes me feel so happy and calm. And you know, it's just like very, like, it makes you kind of reminiscent of like road trips with my family. Yeah. Sorry, the cat. (laughs) The cat is attacking. Ow. Okay. So, when in 2017, he came out with this new album, and my mom, for Christmas, got us tickets to go see him, and I hadn't really heard it yet or listened to it much. I mostly listened to his old stuff. And at the concert, he played this song and discussed it a little bit called My Mind is for Sale, and he just encouraged people to take more thought in what they were saying every day. But when you really listen to the lyrics, um, I think it has to do with our current president and some of his everyday... Everyday things. Yeah, everyday, <laughs> everyday things. Shenanigans. <laughs> if you will. Um, trigger warning. The trigger warning should have come earlier. There will be swearing in this episode. And we will be discussing Donald Trump. I know that's a very sensitive issue to some, so... There's your warning. There you go. Don't get triggered. Leave all the hate behind. Yes. Okay, so I want to start off with a quote. Um, Rolling Stone explained, or Rolling Stone defined my mind is for sale like this. My mind is for sale is packed with sharp lyrics skewering. Okay. My mind is for sale is packed with sharp lyrics skewering President Trump, but Johnson delivers his barbs with a gentle and dexterous touch over an effervescent instrumental groove. Now, Allie, you just listened to the song for the first time. What, how do you think this quote compares to his song? Um, I think that's a pretty accurate quote. I feel like the song... like. If you weren't really paying attention to the lyrics, you definitely just could sing along to it without really thinking much of it. But once you look deep into it, you you can kind of notice what it means and like the meanings behind it and kind of the messages. 
And I think that's super cool. I love when songs have those, you know, subtle messages in it. And this one definitely does a very good job at it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he did. And I thought this quote was so perfect because that's exactly how I think of it. It's like packed. It has so much meaning, but it's just kind of like grooving along, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, unlike the song I'm sure you're familiar with. We're not big fans of Donald Trump. Just That's just our personal opinion. So we know the song. Fuck Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah. It's a good you know one. That song. It's a, a classic. But I, what I actually didn't know is before this, um, I looked up to add that song into, and there's like a ton of different versions of it. And there's um, a version that a African-American man sang or rapped more. And it was like just discussing all the issues and then fuck Donald Trump, you know, and like, but really like intense and, you know, very, um, it kind of sounds violent, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then there's one that a Hispanic man made that's really similar, and I didn't, I didn't even know that there no, was yeah, different I versions. I didn't know that. And it's similar, but it's talking about the issues that more, more issues that Hispanic people have with him. Mm -hmm. So it's just yeah. Dang. And I was comparing that to this song, and I was like, to me, this song does say "fuck Donald Trump." Yeah, for you know, sure. no, it, it says it one hundred percent. But it's more of a quiet protest than a silent protest. Yeah. No, for sure. It's it's more subtle, and you have to read into it more. Um, and I think that's good. I think the other songs are also good. They have much more of a clear message. Yeah, I think... But, you know, they, they go around the same thing a different way. Mm-hmm. I think that both have such an important place in our society, both meaning violent and... Um, not violent, but um, more intense protests versus peaceful. And I definitely would compare... Um, this song to a peaceful protest. I would agree, yes. Because I think that's the way he is. Um, recently, in our... Something that we can remember as a silent protest was Colin Kaepernick um, kneeling for the national anthem. Yeah. And I think that, personally, I thought that that was an interesting way to go about it. But he accomplished so much in that, in that he drew attention to his issue. And people saw it. I, I respected him for taking a stand because yeah. he compromised his whole career. And I think that Jack Johnson does that in a similar way with speaking his mind about... Yeah, speaking on issues that um, are so controversial. Yeah, and I would say they're both examples of peaceful protests, whereas, like, fuck Donald Trump, that's more of a... It's a pretty... Um, pretty out there statement yeah i would say that this song it has so much more peaceful protests tend to have so much more like thoughtful yeah up to interpretation yeah thoughtful issues and people have put in work and time to think about those whereas like violent issues or violent protests oftentimes come from anger an angry mm -hmm. place which is completely valid too because just hearing the name donald trump makes my blood boil yeah so it's like, I understand when people are in that moment. So I felt like, fuck Donald Trump, those songs, I feel like they're more of a quick reaction. And Jack Johnson has a slow reaction. Yes, for sure. The song came out in 2017. He gave it some time. And he, okay, here's an actual quote from the man himself. Jake Johnson. <laughs> Jack Johnson said in Rolling Stone 
he said, it's definitely very much meant to be about Trump and some of the walls that he's building. Which, not only that wall, to me, there are all these metaphorical walls. Any of his dialogue that divides people and builds these walls between cultures and races, I just feel like there's a lot of that going on. And it's not just in one person. I'm not trying to ever write a song that's anti one person. It's anti some of the ideas that are coming out of politics right now. It's easy to say what you're against, but it's important to have something to replace that with, you know, what do you believe in? It's as much a pro-love song than it is anti-Trump. I just think that's such a beautiful way to put it. And of course, since he's such a awesome guy, you know, he would never say, like, it's anti-one person. Yeah. No, I really like what he said. I liked his message. Mm-hmm. Because he, I mean, I liked how he mentioned that it's just as much a pro-love song than mm-hmm. an um, anti-Trump song. Because I think that's a, you know, it makes the song softer, you know. It shows, instead of just being like, we don't like this person, saying we support these people who are being oppressed and who are being deeply um, affected by his presidency and by his comments. Absolutely. It's just, it's a great song. I highly encourage everyone to listen to it. I think that there's so much value in this song. Um, Rewire.com, I saw this stat and it said between 1900 and 2006 nonviolent civil resistance has been twice as successful as violent protests and i think that this song is a peaceful protest and i think it was really successful and his listeners really got a message to think about um division of people so i highly encourage everyone to listen to it and i think peaceful protests are still really relevant oh yeah and sure and can make a really big difference yeah i mean when you think of peaceful protesting, you know, two huge protesters I think of are Gandhi and um, Martin Luther King, who both practiced um, peaceful protesting. And those are two names that we still, you know, talk about all the time. And you less hear of violent protesters' names. Right. And you think um, those two people had such a beautiful impact. Yeah. And yeah. So I think this song does that in its own way. And. I encourage everyone who can to listen to this song. It's on Spotify. And just consider what he's saying and take into account your own personal beliefs and try and be more pro-love. Thank you for sitting here with me, Allie, and recording this podcast. Yeah, I took a lot of time on my schedule to sit down here. Yes, thank you. Of course, anytime. Next time, you will see us on the Apartment Podcast when either of us have... An assignment to do a podcast. Yep. We'll be here waiting for you guys. All right. Thank you so much. Until next time.